This episode of Goosebumps Crew is sponsored by Stevie Wicks Candle Company, specializing in quality-made scented candles. Link in the description, but more on that later. Greetings, Goosebumps fans, young and old, big and small. Welcome back to the Goosebumps Crew podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Vargas, also known as the Goosebumps channel on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, I'm joined by my Goosebumps brethren, uh, Goosebumps Aussie fan Bjorn Panlik and Shawin Nick Shaw. Unfortunately, the ultimate Goosebumps man, Michael Lilliquist, was unable to join us today. But that's okay because we got very special someone uh, here today to talk with us. He is the incredible voice actor. He's probably most known as Wolverine in the X-Men animated series. He's also been in other animated series like Spider-Man, among others. Uh, but we, Goosebumps fans, know him best as the man behind the voice of our favorite dummy, Slappy. It's Cal Dodd. Cal, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Welcome to the Goosebumps crew. Oh, thank you very much, Isaiah. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're Every- glad to have you. Every- yeah, every now and then I'll just go into the pool. Actually, I can put my skates on because you can skate on it. Like, <laughs> it's minus minus two out here. <laughs> yeah, nice ice skating rink right out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have Cal Dodd with us today, and uh, we're very excited. And, of course, since we have him, we're going to be talking about the Night of the Living Dummy episodes and Slappy's appearances in the 90s Goosebumps series. But first, before we get to that, if you are not subscribed to the Goosebumps channel, what in the heck are you doing? You have so much to do, so much to see. This is our 12th episode. That means you have 11 other episodes that you could watch right after this one. So make sure you subscribe to the Goosebumps channel uh, to keep up with future Goosebumps crew episodes as well as ones that we've already done. And uh, since we don't have any news from uh, the world of Goosebumps this week, we're just going to jump right into the discussion. So, uh, of course, like I said, we have Caldon with us today. And before we talk about Goosebumps, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Cal? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> Next question. All right. Can you imagine if someone actually did that? Yeah. It's just be like, okay, I guess we're just going to talk about Goosebumps right away. <laughs> that, that, that's what, you know, you're on the show and that's what they want to hear. Yeah. I I should, oh, I'm sorry. I can't talk about myself. <laughs> um, just be like, no, that's too personal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I went, to, yeah, I was born in Ireland, came uh, to Canada and, um, uh, when we were like, I was five, there were f- f- three of us at that point, and then two more were born in Canada. Uh, and um, regular upbringing, Irish, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of singing, which is what I ended up doing my entire career when I came to Toronto, was to sing. And I was the singer uh, for jingles. TV commercial, TV radio commercials, like the song, the jingles, they're called the mm-hmm. songs, you know, like two scoops of raisins in a package of Kellogg's raisin brand. I sang that for years and um, all kinds of Canadian beers, of course, uh, Labatt, Labatt Blue Light and stuff like, you know, whatever, all kinds of beers, um, bras, Wonder Bra I did for years with another girl, of course, who was, who was wearing them and singing and singing the female part oh. of the Wonderful, wonderful, wonder bra. I was about to say, did, did they make you wear the bra? No. <laughs> Although I wanted to. 
<laughs> that would have been and great. We, so they they flew us to Montreal to do that, and they flew me to Chicago once to do to sing with. Oh man, um, oh great singer! I did a couple of telephones with him. He his big record was "Here Comes the Sun," the Beatles cover. He did that at Woodstock. Uh, I always. I, Okay, this is the way I always get his name. The guy that died in the big airplane crash was Buddy Holly. Um, it was Buddy Holly. Oh, the guy oh, that's a big bopper? Richie Havens. Richie Havens. Yep. Richie Havens. Richie Havens is the, the dude that's saying, Here comes the sun, little Nolan. You know, a great uh, oh, gravelly, yeah. gravelly kind of voice. Anyway, so we flew from Toronto, and all we had to sing was it was from Olson Export Ale which is Canadian beer, but they were doing it in being, the advertising was being done out of Chicago. So we flew there and all we had to sing was X says it. So whatever he was singing, he was the lead vocal, uh, Richie. Mm -hmm. And we would just go X says it. And we stayed overnight and everything and flew home the next day after <laughs> that's all we did. Oh. <laughs> but those kind of things, those kind of things and um, singing was everything. Then I had a, I toured with Joe Cocker uh with our we formed her up i didn't form it but the, the guys to replace three dog night in the states um three dog night had folded and they were a fantastically successful trio group like three singers mm -hmm. three male singers and a great band as well and uh you know jeremiah's got a bullfrog and all they had great hits uh and so they were they retired or they just quit or one of them quit or whatever and that was the end of them and so they did the people that were the record company didn't want to lose all that ink so they put their singers i was the lead vocal dude and there was the other two guys and i um, arranged the vocal arrangements for them. and we rehearsed underground for 10 months and then we flew to new york and recorded our first album um and that you know and then a second album a year later or something and then i just got tired of it and left that because all the all the while i was still doing um but the tour with Cocker was just extremely uh, exciting and, and fantastic. The best band I'd ever heard. Uh, the band called was called Stuff. Players in New York. Uh, and and my uh, Rory was in the had been. I hired and went to Broadway and we happened to be in New York. I turned down the show in on Broadway because I was going to do this rock and roll thing, like through the three dog night thing. But we were called, the group was called Deja Vu, like the in the experience, Deja Vu. Mm -hmm. So that was the name of our, of our group. And we had two albums. Anyway, Rory was there with Beverly D'Angelo, who was in the show from, she met, went from Canada too, to be in the show on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And, and Rory met Meatloaf. In, in the cast, Meatloaf is in the cast with and Jim Steinman. He, so Rory met Steinman and Meatloaf, mm -hmm. and they're both gone. They're both gone. And so Rory uh, was with Meatloaf from the beginning, and like the, the background singer with Meatloaf, uh, with a girl, and, and they, they toured the world, which he, of course, he was just loved it. And then he never came back from New York. He stayed there. I, on, I, on the other hand, came back um, uh, after the Cocker tour, quit the rock group. And went back to what I was doing anyway, the, the jingle singing. And I had got a TV show for, for five years. It was syndicated worldwide. It was myself and a girl, co-stars. Uh, uh, what's his name? Did the the, the, uh, the pilot with us, Leslie Nielsen. Mm. Did the pilot with us. Yeah. Yep. And uh, 
we sold it. We went to Vegas, sold it, and then Viacom bought it. it was, like I said, it was syndicated worldwide, and it was all it was singing. We had like six dancers, great music, like covers. You know, we were just you know whatever popular hits of the day, and circus acts, the, the most unbelievable circus acts, like legit. You know, the Wallenders and and elephants, tigers, uh, monkeys, clowns. Too many clowns, you know, they get out of the, eight of them get out of one little car. <laughs> Were there monkey clowns? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I took, uh, yeah. Uh, and so that was five years of that. And all the while still doing the jingle thing. And then, uh, where, where does that bring us? Uh, 78 to 83. And then back to doing the jingle thing, and uh, that bring it brought us up to '92, which is when I did uh, audition for the X Men, mm-hmm. um, and did that. So I got that, obviously, the role for Wolverine, and um, that was '92 to '97, and at '96 I started doing Slappy. Yep, uh, for two years or something like that. <clears throat> Yeah, and I think that's so a. That brings... I think that's a good uh, transition into uh, that aforementioned <laughs> character. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, as I said before, I mean, people probably know you best for uh, for X Men. Uh, I mean, X Men the animated series was a pretty popular cartoon. A lot of people, uh, especially the fans of Marvel comics, got into that series yeah. growing up. Um, but, uh, but you were also on uh, Goosebumps as the voice of Slappy. Now, uh, yeah. obviously, Goosebumps uh, has a lot of iconic monsters and villains and all that, but probably none are as iconic and more memorable as Slappy. And uh, you had the honor of being uh, the voice of the very first screen adaptation. Before then, it was just the books. Uh, and this was before the movies and the news TV show. Uh, so this 90s version of Slappy was the first. Um, now, I believe you said you auditioned, uh, for Slappy? I don't recall, you know what, Isaiah, I don't recall uh, auditioning. I just remember the guy asking me if I would, I, I went in and read, he just wanted to hear me what I could, what I came up with. Mm-hmm. And again, I just walked into the studio and he sort of said it should be a high pitched, obviously, <laughs> voice and, and an eerie, eerie thing, but of course. And as soon as I did the laugh, like, <laughs> that thing, he just went, yeah, like that. And, and, and that was all. I mean, there was no, like, not real, not a real audition that I was aware of. If there was, I, you know, maybe he did try other people's with it, but uh, I ended up doing it. Yeah. Um, totally different from, from, from X-Men and Wolverine stuff. Like, not only the voice, but in the way in which we recorded. It was like sort of ADR stuff. Well, because yeah, he was a—he's a dummy. <laughs> that I had, to match his, had to match his lips, you know, and watch it. And the bar would come across the screen, and you, as soon as they meet, that's when you would—I would start doing the voice. So I would do the voice, but I'd also have to watch his lips mm-hmm. and look down at the script at the same time. So it was—it was a bit getting used to to do that, like to look up and and tell. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of difficult because it's a because it's a dummy ventriloquist dummy mouth as well. It would make it a little bit more difficult as well, like to try and match in with how his mouth's moving, because you know it's going up and down, up and down. So it's yeah. a little different. Than yeah, because like it's just like an animated character who's just yeah. yeah. And, and thank thank God I didn't have to you know as the real ventriloquist and the dummy they can't move their lips because you know <laughs> because they let me yeah. move my lips. 
<laughs> what if they made you do it anyway? It's like it's more authentic. So even though you're not doing it, you still should not move your lips. It's like, oh God. <laughs> He was such a he was such a weird, airy little character. And I, yeah. I, now, now I'm doing like well, since probably about two years prior to COVID, uh, I started doing comic cons with for Wolverine, and, and I was uh, I mean, after like two, three years, all of a sudden I, I'm at one of those things, and because on the the my banner behind me, it just mentioned the characters that I had done, mm-hmm. and I never ever brought anything like pictures. Because you know they want you to sign pictures, and I have pictures of well Wolverine, all over, oh like ten of them and stuff. But I had nothing for sloppy. And this girl, the kids started coming up and saying, "Do you do you have any sloppy any anything you can autograph for sloppy?" And I said, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> so like I was surprised, and then it just it just snowballed. It was just unbelievable, and like one of the show owners in. Uh, Michigan, uh, not Lansing, not Lansing either. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, he, the show runner owner came up to me, and I had to, buy, you know, by this time I had like lots of sloppy pictures, and I always carried the, the my Bluetooth speaker with me because I can, so I can play the theme song, which I think is is like very cool theme song. It's iconic. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I love it. It's a, it's a group, and it's a buddy of mine who wrote it here in Toronto, Jack Lenz, and I did some of the dog barks, woof, 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 in the theme song. <laughs> oh, and I also did, wow. I also did. If you would beware, you're in for a scare. I did that in the theme song. <laughs> yeah, not but many so, people. So, uh, not many people knew that. Uh, I would no, I obviously they knew that you did Slappy, but there were some people. I told them it was like he also did the intro, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really had somebody the other day is like, "Where'd you get that info from?" You know, like kind of sarcastically, <laughs> like I was like, "I'm pretty sure Cal Dog tweeted it <laughs> once," yeah. and I read that, and I couldn't believe it myself, but. He, if he's saying he did it, he did it. So, I love yeah. the way you said that. It's like, where'd you get that info from? Your mom? <laughs> <laughs> no. From Slappy, yeah. from Slappy himself, we got the info. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and also the, um, like I said, the dog barks, because it had to be, with the theme song. Yeah, that's actually my text tone, funny enough. Yeah. And viewer beware, you're in for a scare. And then, um, and also I did the lawn gnomes. Anytime the lawn gnomes were anything, I did all the voices of the lawn gnomes, which are just like, mm-hmm. not really any, couldn't, they never literally spoke, but they just made those weird little noises. And I also did, which I totally forgot about, the voice of Dennis. Who is Amy, the girl's little dummy? Mm-hmm. First dummy. Oh, yep. That one was like the the goofy, almost a like goofy-ish voice. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that one. Wow, I, that's incredible. I couldn't, I couldn't find it though, Isaiah. I couldn't find a voice reference like for it to remind me of like what his voice was like. Yeah, it's very. But, it when Amy's doing it, it's very much like like sure. a high pitched version of like her voice because yeah. it's like, hey, I everybody. Heard, but um, I, I know. I, 
Yeah. I heard that. And I, I think that I said, that's not me. Yeah. No, but uh, the ending part, the ending part, when he actually comes to life and he looks over, he's like, oh, look, it's good to be back in the family again. Like, <laughs> it sounds like kind of yeah. like goofy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always yeah. just decide it sounds a little bit like Goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even even down to the oh, yo. <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Yeah. We're gonna have Disney knocking on our doors. <laughs> it's, it's the voice, yeah. the voice. I think because his name's Dennis. Like it just you just imagine he would have that kind of like you know you know lazy kind of like voice. You know, oh like, hey you there, imagine, like, oh hey there, the little lady. Yeah. <laughs> Hillbilly. He's like a kind of got that hillbilly name. So hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a. I mean, that's a great ending to that episode. It's just. I mean, it's in the book, but in the book you don't actually see Dennis, but in the episode you look over and he, there he is. He's just like, "Hey, everybody." Yeah. <laughs> and nice, nice hair too. He had groovy. He had really groovy hair, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. that oh, red yeah. shirt and those pants. <laughs> Yeah, the poor Dennis was always getting knocked it's, it's, over by Slappy. Slappy was yeah. just horrible to poor Dennis. <laughs> yeah, made him lose I his head. Somebody, somebody come up at a com at a comic con. So anyway, the comic con thing went crazy with for for anyway. So the show owner comes up to me and he says, had "My two pictures of, of, of those pictures find." A, a doll, a dummy, like like if you can get the like, actual size of, of Slappy, like you have there. You, and because I never even entertained the fact of doing horror comic cons, horror shows, mm-hmm. he said. But he said, I know the top three uh, runners of horror cons on the planet. He said, and I could put you in touch with them. You take those two pictures, and if you can find a dummy or whatever, he said, you would kill. He said, yes. they are, he is such, he is like uh, unbelievably popular right now in the, in the horror thing. Mm-hmm. And I went, slap, 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 he is. Mm-hmm. They said, oh yeah, he's just, he's crazy. Like they're just, it's nuts. So yeah. I'm going in that direction now mm-hmm. with, with wow. sloppy. But this, and then this person weird. walked up, this person walked up, uh, they were pushing a, a, a baby's pram, you know, like a, you know, a stroller. Yeah. And with sloppy, with, with the, and it was a beautiful dolly. It cost them two, two thousand dollars for the act, for the, for the doll of, of sloppy. Mm-hmm. And they rolled it up to my table. And of course, Cape and I held them and stuff. And it was a weird, weird feeling. <laughs> and I'm doing the voice with, with him beside me. Oh, it was, it was wow. just hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. I just love so that I pulled up in a baby carriage. Yeah, and a bit, <laughs> pushed over like as a kid rolling around. The fact that you got to actually like hold Slappy, you know, because obviously doing the voice for him. You, you, oh, yeah. were, you, were you actually ever on set at all? Did they get you to come and visit no. the set? No. No. Oh, yeah. No. It would have been interesting to actually be there in in the flesh to yeah. see Slappy. Yeah. Yeah. It that would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I was I was curious about that too. Actually doing uh cuz I've been following you on Facebook and seeing where you're appearing and things like that, hoping uh Ooh, that you me? come back to Indiana and Me? Yeah. Come back to where? Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Is that is that where you are? That's where I am. Oh, okay. Uh cuz you were a last minute addition to a, a Comic-Con here at one point, but I had already had plans to do another convention so I couldn't attend. Um, if I remember where in Indiana, so I'm just about 30 minutes south of Indianapolis. 
No, but where was this con that you're talking about? Oh, uh, it should. It probably was in Indianapolis, either Indianapolis or Cincinnati. I can't remember exactly which one, because I go to both. Uh, yeah, because both are pretty close. I don't so think it I've... in Indianapolis or uh, might have been Cincinnati. Yeah, um, Cincinnati. I'd have to go back and look. But it's funny because we were talking to Scott Wickware last night, who uh, portrayed uh, a character in a few different episodes for Goosebumps, and we told him the same thing, like. There's a actual want for these actors and actresses, voice actors and everything, uh, in the horror community. And, well, I, no, but well, like talking to uh, him last night, and I'd mentioned I was like, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up because I go to a few conventions every year, um, and I talk to the people that run it and stuff on occasion, and I'm. I'll see if like they can reach out to you guys like because the information I have for you guys like I would love to have you guys do horror cons because I really do think you'd clean up. Uh, yes, yeah, like this, this is a showrunner. This is a showrunner, and he said, "I'm telling you, you and I'll put you in touch with them if you want." You know, I haven't even I haven't followed up with that either. Uh, but it, he just said you you would kill. Yeah, and kill. I, it's just it's weird though because I don't know I, I don't know what exactly. Because they have panels, not unlike this, of course, what we're doing right now, except yeah. on a panel. Yeah, and I have to answer questions, whatever, if they ask me questions. But it's there's very, I don't know a lot of the history of when the show, even the director, I couldn't remember his name, the guy that directed me every time I went in, the guy that hired me mm -hmm. to do the voice and stuff. Uh, it's just, I don't know too much of the, like the history of Slappy and, and all that stuff and you know, I don't know what else they would ask me because I think just as soon as you do the voice, they're satisfied. It's like, yeah, wow, oh wow, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you keep doing that for half an hour? <laughs> and of course they can't, you dummy. <laughs> you do like a table read or something, you know? Like if you you could get the the voice actor who did uh, Rocky, and you guys could like just do that whole scene right at the end of Battle of Twenty Three, but Slappy yeah. gets thrown out the window. You could redo that whole. Scene. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> Slappy is like s such yeah. a menacing threat, and then all of a sudden he's just getting his ass kicked in the last few minutes. Yeah, people would love that though. Like people would eat that up if you did like yeah. put a table read for that scene. You know, like oh, it would be the the Goosebumps community would just be losing their minds. You know. Yeah. The, so um. Uh, what was I going to say? You just whatever you just said. Um, oh, I was uh, in New York City. Uh, it was, I think it was October, September or October at the New York City Comic Con, and I was sitting right beside Jim Cummings, uh, the voice of Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. right, and, yeah. and other things. And then beside me were two Power Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers, those are the guys that are red and green. There's a red and a green one. That's Power Rangers, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so Jim coming. So when, when the whole thing was over, it was a five day con, which is really unusual. And so we were staying in the same hotel and he was with his wife at the bar and she came over to me and said, would you, could you do this thing with Jim? He always does this at a con. If he, he wants to get a, a big voiceover guy like himself and you, you, you do, <laughs> you do your voice Wolverine, but it's going to be a Winnie the Pooh line. Said, and and he will then do one of Wolverine's famous lines, and and I, I, I said, okay, she, which, what would he like to do? She said, it's only like five to six seconds, and she puts it on YouTube, and it went it went viral. It just was stupid. <laughs> I mean, so we moved to a t the table in the bar, like at a booth or something. And I'm sitting beside him, 
and I, because I don't do Winnie the Pooh, I didn't even know what he what he sounded like. But after be, spending the weekend with him, I, you know, I kind of would listen to him. And so I started it off by, um, what did I say? Oh yeah. So I said that the Winnie the Pooh line was, um, "May I have a, a smackle of honey, please?" <laughs> so I turned to him and said. <laughs> And I have a smackle of honey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this, and, and what you're doing right, what you're doing right now, I, oh, I just God. absolutely, I spit out whatever was in my mouth when he did his line. So he said, "I go where I want to go." <laughs> the Wolverine line, like, I go "Where I want to go." But just come out of Winnie the Pooh. To go. <laughs> And I, when I heard him doing my line, I just went like, <laughs> I couldn't control it. Oh she my said, God. perfect. It's always so funny that, making like innocent innocent characters like saying like really threatening yeah. stuff like that. It's like, oh, oh geez, it, Pooh, it, calm it down. Quite a lot, actually. Jamie <laughs> um, Fox, the, uh, the actor, he, he was on the Jimmy Fallon show and he had to do a Rolling Stones song. But as uh, Jamie Foxx, so he, he was singing. Uh, oh no, he was singing a no, he was singing Akuna Matata for Lion King, oh. but as Mick Jagger, and it like in the oh. Mick Jagger voice, and it was one of the greatest things I think I've ever. Heard. <laughs> yeah. That was Slappy. Like you could use, just sing different random songs like as Slappy. That would be so great. <laughs> I think that's what uh, Rob Paulson does too. He had a uh, I don't know if he still does it, but he had like a podcast called Tune Talk. And uh, it was basically every time he had a guest on, it was because it was always a voice actor of some kind. They would do a thing where they would do the same thing. They would play like a character. I think they would reenact a movie scene. And uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was there was one like where they reenacted a scene from Pulp Fiction. And it was like, I, I can't remember who the characters were, but it was absolutely funny. I think one of them was Carl Weezer. From Jimmy Neutron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like Pulp Fiction, and it's it was so funny. But like, it it, it that's like awesome when uh, voice actors get to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Absolutely. Um, getting back to Slappy a little bit, because I want to obviously we want to talk a little bit about the episodes. Uh, so you were in three Slappy was in three episodes. He was in Night of the Living Dummy two, which came first. Then there was Night of the Living Dummy 3, which was the two-part episode, the hour-long. And then the last one was Bride of the Living Dummy. Uh, and that was the one with uh, with the other doll, the Mary Ellen doll. Um, now, these three episodes, I personally think, are really good. They're really enjoyable yeah. episodes, and I of, think it... Of the TV series you're talking about. Right? Of the TV series, yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. And... Yeah. Um, these episodes are really enjoyable, and I think it does come down to, uh, obviously, Slappy as a character. He's one of those characters that can be funny, yet scary, depending on the situation yeah. you put him in. So, like, for example, when you have him in a scene where, uh, like, in the F Night of the Living Dummy 2, when they're at the family uh, the family night or whatever, where they're doing the sharing, show and tell. Sharing night. Sharing yeah, night, sharing yep. Night. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Amy's has Slappy and she's controlling him at first, but then yeah, and then Slappy takes over. She's so like, "Well, what'd you think of Dad singing?" He's like, "That was your dad." Run away, reef. I thought the cat got stuck in the dishwasher. <laughs> 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 like that's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I, I like unlike again like the X Men. I have 
all every episode that I ever did, look, all five years of the thing. I have nothing from Slappy. I have nothing from Goosebumps, and I can't find anything anywhere. Really? You know, I even asked Jack, the, the guy that did the yeah. I don't, you know, yeah, I remember so, little. Oh, sorry. I remember ahead. little, little. I remember little or nothing of of those episodes. Like, really? It's, just, it's weird. This is what I, yeah. This is what I mean about when people start asking me those questions. They go, well, like, I, I don't know. You know, it's just all. It's all. I just don't remember any of it. It makes sense, though, because, uh, I, I mean, unlike Wolverine, which was, you know, a full-on TV show, you were one of the main yeah, characters. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, and Goosebumps, as, as iconic as but Slappy loved, is, was only in three episodes, so it makes sense. Yeah, but I loved uh, uh, Slappy and loved watching the show, obviously, mm -hmm. because he was such a such a little weasel. <laughs> just a little oh. evil weasel yep no he was he was wisecrack he was like he's one of those people that probably won't like physically attack you but he will like make your life a living hell <laughs> yeah oh he's psychological that's that's one of the things we always said about slappy because um in the first night of living dummy which is the, the one they never actually did back in the 90s the book got another dummy named mr from the book uh his name's mr wood but he's more just violent and you know aggressive. Slappy takes more the psychological angle of tormenting his victims, and that's yeah. what we love about him so much. He's our favorite evil little puppet boy, you know. I mean, he's yeah. he's comfort for me. Like growing up as a kid, and growing up as a kid, like I used to watch the. I'm gonna geek out a little bit here, but I had the VHS tape as a kid, which I now have about 40 copies. I love it that much, and I used to watch it every day after school and i would watch it three four times in a row i'd watch it rewind it watch it rewind it so it was like comfort for me growing up as a kid you know because i wasn't super yeah. popular you know and um you brought life to the character that was so comforting for me as a kid like it, yeah you have no idea it's like it's my life honestly this this character right here is everything to me and it's just it's so great to yeah. have you on and talk to you now you know about, about all these things and um and I, I imagine there's plenty of other kids out there that have grown up now that are the same you know like Goosebumps has just become such an iconic thing, you know. Slappy is just, and yeah. Slappy is the most iconic character. And even though they've had the movie version, the new 2023 version, nothing beats the original 90s and, Slappy. He is everyone's favorite. And it is the musical. Is it out yet? Is the musical um, Goosebumps musical? Is that is that has that happened? Yes, there was like a, a Goosebumps musical. It was based off the book Phantom of the Auditorium. And uh, yes, that has been out for a couple years now. Very popular. Oh, it has been very popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I met I met them at the at the New York Comic Con. Those they were, they were great people. They gave me all kinds of free stuff like a Goosebumps musical, like great colors, purple, and uh, you know shopping bags and stuff like that. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But the only so on my website caldod.com, I only have I have this I have Wolverine of course, and then the very next uh, like for the people to listen to is Slappy in whatever episode that i started uh, which uh <clears throat> and that that i do when i'm at comic cons and stuff because the kids it, it's so funny because they'll just stand there they'll be like these kids will be like n11 with their mom mm -hmm. and the mom freaks out first but then the kids just go like one of them actually ran and, and just with, when i did it she just started uh, uncontrollably like crying and ran to her mom <laughs> held on to her mom like crying and her mom said no no she's so she can't believe that she can't believe because all of a sudden i just do the voice I'll, I'll do this whole scene so 
It takes a while just to think about him. So, so uh, wasn't very nice yet. Wasn't very nice here to dump me in the sewer like that. <laughs> Don't you get it yet? You can't get rid of me. And she, the little girl, says, "What are you talking <laughs> about? Don't you remember, Amy? You spoke the words Taru Mario Danaloma. You and I are one now, inseparable. You are my slave. <laughs> no, I'm not your slave. I'll never be your slave. <laughs> I can make you do anything I want." You have no choice. Your whole family thinks you're crazy. I've seen to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll just like, they'll lock Whoa. you up. Yeah, they'll, they'll lock you up. No, we have seen you. Oh, I see you on those visiting days. <laughs> oh my God! And, and she throws him. She, she's like, actually, the little girl has pushed him down on the ground and told him to like, whatever. He's just like, still, like, just looking at her, like. <laughs> yep. Well, and at that point too, all bets are off because the the whole episode they're like, oh, that dummy's not alive. It's it's only the girl that knows it and yeah. then after that scene he's just like well the big hat's out of the bag i guess <laughs> oh, there's, there's the one one line that slappy said that always traumatized see that episode actually from what i heard in australia they aired it once and then they actually banned it for a little while because a lot of kids got traumatized by that episode and there was <laughs> one line in there i remember my mom even going did, did i hear that right it's when he actually, when Amy does knock Slappy to the ground, and he says, "Amy, I can hurt you and your family in a hundred different ways." And yeah, you're kind of like, I, "What?" <laughs> and I, when I listened, back, I didn't know what I was saying there because she's sort of crying or something over top of that. That's the last line of this thing, and I couldn't figure out what he was saying. I can hurt you and your family in so many ways, or something. Is that what yeah, he said? Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I think it's that a hundred different ways, or. Uh, I, a lot of people also say maybe it was like a hundred words, like almost like an insult uh, sort of thing. It, it, it's kind of gone back and forth, but I think it's uh, I think it's uh, ways. It's a hundred it ways. A, it was a, a pretty like intense line, you know, for a kids show. And I was like, whoa, did he just oh, say a yeah. hundred different ways he can hurt her? Like, all right, you know. And I remember my mom going, "What the hell? Like, did he just say?" <laughs> oh yeah. And, 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 yeah. I was only like I seven. Yeah, I belong to a golf course here in Toronto, and uh, the bartender, is, uh, Sandra, is about, I don't know, 52 or something, 53, and her and her daughter, because she did not realize that I was, was slappy, but she was talking about to someone else, and I overheard her, and, and they're talk, she's talking about well, her and her daughter just can't stand hearing the voice. They just can't, they just get terrified. <laughs> they, you know, so, of course... I'm behind the bar. I, I just sneak up the side of the bar and did this first line. Was it very nice you to dump me in the sewer like that? <laughs> <laughs> and she went and she sees it. It means she said, "What? What are you doing? What? Don't do that." <laughs> well, I said, "Well, I was. That is my voice. I was slapping." She said, "No." way <laughs> oh yes way uh, <laughs> oh my god what did I tell my daughter that is terrible it's, it's oh, crazy just be like what did you say terrible. about me yeah and a little 12 year old a little 12 year old boy uh, at the snack but where you go after nine holes the snack bar grabbing his numbers and he's 12 12 yeah I think he's about 12 and he, just, and he would do this regularly just poke pull me and he said Mr. Dodd, can can you do the slappy voice, please? No, you know, so I would be calling. That's just the greatest. 
and then he gets <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Just like, thank you very much. Yeah. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, no, that's amazing. No, and that's. Like I said, so, uh, yeah, so the, that episode that you quoted was the first one you were in. Uh, that was Night of the Living Dummy 2. And um, even uh, though even though it's called Night of the Living Dummy 2, it's very confusing. Because there wasn't, a, technically there wasn't a Night of the Living Dummy 1 episode. The first episode was based on the second book, so it's very confusing. <laughs> but, uh, but you were also in uh, the two other episodes, so uh, the third one... Uh, was an hour-long episode and this episode uh, was the one where these kids get slappy and his the, the family has a whole attic full of ventriloquist dummies and uh, slappy brings one of them to life his name's Rocky and uh, yeah. that was uh, Eugene Lipinski who was also in uh, the girl who cried monster who did the voice and uh, Rocky's like a gangster type he's like sure sure yeah. boss and so you got you got Slappy and you got Rocky. I remember that. I mean, I, I, I can I, I can actually visualize that now. Yeah. Having, you know, I was because I, I did watch it, and I thought I loved the guy's voice. Whoever he, I didn't know ever know who he was. I don't even know if he was from Toronto or where. But, yeah. I was in Toronto doing that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was in another episode. It was one of the first episodes. Uh, he was like the monster librarian, but uh, he did the voice of Rocky. And like I said, he gave it sort of that like that old school gangster, like almost like a like uh, what's the rock Muggsy in uh, the Looney Tunes when he yeah. was uh, the gangsters going up against Bugs Bunny. It was like sure, boss, sure. <laughs> I let him have it, it boss, like just him. like you said. <laughs> <laughs> they were like mobsters in a way when you think about it like slappy in his like suit with his red tie and you got rocky it was oh, like yeah. a mobster gang or something you know it was yeah, funny because he would like <laughs> sick rocky on there and just be like you met my new bodyguard <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great oh that was a great line you met my new bodyguard he's not too bright but he'll do anything i say won't you rocky like, sure really sure boss <laughs> <laughs> uh but that one is good too um and that was the episode that had uh, Hayden Christensen, who, uh, much like Ryan Gosling, was not really well known at the time, uh, but would go on to be a pretty big movie star um, in uh, Star Wars and stuff like that. And um, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Yep, yep, he was Anakin Skywalker. And yeah, that was, it's pretty interesting to go back and, uh, like I said, him and uh, Ryan, uh, especially Ryan. I mean, the, <laughs> considering the kind of actor they are. Uh, now, um, yeah. Well, this yeah, funny story yeah. about um, Hayden Christensen. He said there was a, apparently someone that follows me on Instagram might follow you, Nick, as well. He actually went up to Hayden Christensen at a convention with a photograph of uh, Zane because his character he played in Night of the Dummy was Zane to have him sign it. And apparently, he actually was so shocked, and he was like, "Wow, like I'm signing a Goosebumps thing," and it's like. That's just the power of it now. Like Goosebumps has become so iconic now that people are going yeah. back and they're loving it. And I, I, like we talked earlier, I feel like if they did some kind of a Goosebumps con or something, like oh, it would just it would clean up. I'd fly all the way over to the. States I mean, nineties nineties nostalgia is big right now. I mean, oh yeah, for a while it was eighties nostalgia, but now we're getting to the point where people who are kids in the nineties are growing up, and now they're the ones. That's the kind of properties that are getting big mainstream appeal and uh 
some like cult followings. But uh, Goosebumps has been around for over 30 years now, and it's yeah stronger than ever. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been rebooted or like you know a whole new thing like like we're doing with X Men. Excuse me on Disney Plus, and it premieres in March sometime. They finally decided. I yep, think. that's uh. uh I'm that's the one with uh, the MCU, right? With Goosebumps. Pardon? That's the one with the 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 Marvel Universe, right? Pretty sure. That's like the new one on Disney, the new one on Disney Plus for X Men. Yeah, yeah. X Men ninety seven. X Men ninety seven. Yep. yep, yep. That's very, very cool. But very exciting. That Goosebumps. Yeah, the Goosebumps hasn't like done something like that. It actually did. They have a Disney Plus show, um, but it did not really go well in the first season for a lot of Goosebumps fans. It's not um, anything like the it, original it did series. Greenlit for a second season though, so hopefully with you know some changes. They did have a, a version of Slappy in there, which was far different from what we've seen before, though. Because oh. they were trying to make it too... Uh, like They're trying to make it more crowd. scary and less funny. Uh, the new Slappy, yeah. because there's been two versions of Slappy that came out after the original TV show, the 90s TV show. Um, there was the one with the movies, the Jack Black movies, um, that was voiced by Jack Black himself. Um, mm -hmm. And then you had the new. There, there was the the new reboot, and this one, this was kind of a joke in the Goosebumps community because they made Slappy British, <laughs> so he's got this British accent the whole time, and it's very like, he's like very Cockney like British accent. He's like, the, personally, my favorite line the whole show is when they're at a talent show and they do the thing where he takes over, and. Um, the kid who's like, sorry, I can't get this, like, I'm trying to get this off my hand. He's like, try having it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they said that in Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps is yeah. adults it now. out of place in a way. It felt kind of out of place. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I heard it, I laughed thinking, whoa, did they just do that? Oh, I cracked up. I was in stitches. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of things in that show that just didn't feel like goosebumps. Like, nothing will ever yeah. come close to the original 90s show. Like, ne never. You know, Slappy from the original 90s show is Slappy. You know what I mean? Like, you, you'll never... Yeah. Nothing, you can't touch that. You really can't. Can't touch No. Absolutely. I would love it if they would do what you talked about, though, uh, Cal, where they took the 90s show and just rebooted it into today's market. Not so much changed as drastically as it did for this new Disney plus show. Um, because I'm super excited for X-Men 97. I'm like, I, I love the X-Men animated series. Like I grew up loving that. Now as a kid, of course, I never made the connection that Wolverine and Slappy were the same person, uh, because no. drastically different voices. So, and some oh, people today they? still don't know. So when I, <laughs> so when I bring it up, like people are like, he played Wolverine too. I'm like, yeah. I was like, and he was the voice. Now I didn't know you did the dog, but I will say <laughs> like I knew you did the the voice in the intro uh, with Jacqueline's music, but some yeah. people, a lot of people didn't know that either. So it's just like one of those things. Yeah. Like now that the '90s culture has come back, you know, all these people are excited about it. They're learning about it. They're figuring out like their favorite voice actors have done more than just one of the characters they probably love. Yeah, and and you're right that, that none of them because I play the, the theme at my table uh, and they just they can't believe what oh you did that like you know, viewer beware you're in for a scare mm -hmm. and no, nobody none of them know that or knew that mm -hmm. so you know they're always surprised 
uh, I don't know what the, because, you know, the voice of Slappy is so unique and high and stuff. And, you know, there's few and be way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, you can talk like normal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the wonders yeah. of voice acting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm about. Yeah, just get I'm someone who's like, oh, I thought your voice was always like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. incredible when you see voice actors in real life. Um, you know, when I saw Kevin Conroy for the first time, I was like, that's Batman? I was like, no way. But, you know, obviously then he does the voice and you're like, holy shit. It's like it is Batman. Yeah. yeah. Or people who can do like multiple voices. I mean, I'm a big a Simpsons fan and it's crazy to think that for over 30 years, five people did like 90% of those voices across like yeah. hundreds yeah, and amazing. hundreds and hundreds of voices across just five people. Like that's yeah, insane. Hank Azaria, I've seen a video of him just doing, having a conversation with himself as like comic book guy and a poo and he's just like, whoa, like how he does it, you know? Uh, it, it's just crazy, but I'm always fascinated by it too. I love it. Yeah. You could have you a, a said... conversation with Flappy and Wolverine. You could ha- they could be having a conversation, <laughs> you know? Wouldn't that yeah. be something? That, 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 would be, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I should actually, I should actually write something like about that, like write, like a confrontation between the two of them just having a conversation it would be hilarious <laughs> yeah. um, i'm trying to imagine like what what would that entail is like yeah wow i'd like to see that <laughs> yeah like back back off bub oh yeah sure <laughs> in, your, in your dream uh, <laughs> uh, but i i what's the, another thing that you were talking about um nick the uh it is nick right yes and it's and I see K. Yes. Okay. So um, at these at the last two Comic Cons, the uh, the one in Baltimore and um, uh, the one that was in Maryland, uh, yeah, well, but uh, Bel Air, Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, they had as a sort of a wrapped thing party after the con. Uh, but this was actually the first night in in um, uh, Pikesville, just outside of Baltimore. It's where the con was. It's a three day con. So the first day was a Friday, and they had a karaoke night. And, you know, I, I sang professionally for years, as I told you, right? So I, I, um, somebody gets up and they sang, and I got my, the Wolverine jacket on because we just, we just closed the – it was only like, well, it was 10 o'clock at night. So I was exhausted from doing this, this, that thing. <clears throat> but any time I get to sing, it's a really good track that they had for the karaoke. So <clears throat> I sang the Lee Jewels. Which is my little brother Rory and did sang backgrounds of Billy Joel on his albums like Uptown Girl and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Rory that I was talking about, and also Rory yeah. before I remind me about the Billy Joel thing. Uh, he uh, recorded. Uh, he's working. Um, you hear that? Anyway, he's working um, with Jim Steinman all night. He does. He did all the demos for Meatloaf, like the vocals prior, so Meatloaf could listen to them and learn the songs, the new mm-hmm. songs. That, and Simon wrote for many people, but so he's in the and it's like they called Rory because we're from Canada. He called Rory's nickname was Ice, Ice because we're from Canada. Can't <laughs> like the pool, yeah. Ice. And uh, <laughs> so he said, Ice, can, can you do me a favor and sing this little thing? I'm doing this uh, record for Bonnie Tyler. I just wrote this song for. Can you just do this background? He said, Jim, it's two in the morning. I'd like to get home. You know, you know. And he said. Oh, come on. It's only going to take you 15 minutes. 
at the most. Murray said, okay, let's go. And so that's fine. He sang it and he went home. And 10 months later, he's on the Grammys with Bonnie Tyler. It's record of the year. And it was like, ding, ding, ding. Uh, turn around every now and then I get a little bit. Yeah. Turn around, <laughs> right? I That's my little brother. Like, Turn around. That whole thing. That, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that was a big song. That was yeah. a big yeah. song. Wow. Yeah, it was a huge, huge. It's still like they still play it. It's on the air all the time. Yeah. So I, did, I, I didn't do that to him, but because I always, I love the Billy Joel stuff. So I did uh, totally, uh, totally catch the heart. Um, New York State of Mind. Mm. And you know, I got the Wolverine jacket on. That's all they know. They just do not know the singing that I've done and stuff. <laughs> so I start. Some folks, some, <clears throat> this is still recovering from the, <clears throat> doing Wolverine for the, <clears throat> oh, <yeah. laughs> some, some folks, some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the neighborhood, hop a flight to Miami Beach or to Hollywood, <laughs> well, I'm taking a Greyhound on the Hudson River line. <clears throat> I'm in a New York state of mind, <laughs> and they just the jaws drop. They go like, "What? Wolverine's <laughs> <laughs> got the pipes." Singing like that? Well, they just lose it. They can't, you know. They're just like, they, it's ridiculous. Crazy. They just, yeah, wow. totally lose it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love nothing oh. better than just freaking them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! And I did it in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, uh, they. Uh, X-Men, I forget what the whole event was called. They had, they had this private uh, a private club in Minneapolis, downtown. And, and I got the right name, Minneapolis? I think so. Uh, anyway, uh, it was called the Uncanny Experience. And they opened up, they only invited 500 people, and it was this private club that they took over. And they had rooms, and they had a, a gym class and stuff for the students. And at the end of the weekend, the kids all got uh, 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 they graduated, so they got a diploma, mm-hmm. uh, and cool. we even got we even got one. So, but I, uh, yeah, there's my point here. Um, oh, I so I got sat down at the piano because I played piano and, and accompanied myself and did a whole bunch of Billy Joel and uh, 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 Carol King tunes and stuff like that. You know, and they just weren't expecting it. But there was only two people in the room, and I just, I just, I was just sitting down to play the piano because you know, because I had a break for an hour. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes, five minutes, the room was jam packed full of people. Wolverine's <laughs> playing the piano and singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And it, it oh, it all Mary, get the now. kids over here. You got to see Wolverine play the piano. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, so they had a room. They had a room upstairs, and someone came down and said. We were signing a little room downstairs, but so they had the whole private club and they turned this one room into Logan's bedroom. So <laughs> I said, what? So I went up and I, I, it was Logan's bedroom and they had that, the bed from the meme, the big meme, like the you know, Mondo toy. Yeah, yeah. So he's got oh, the yeah. picture, he's got the picture of James, yeah, and he's lying down and I freaked, I went down and got my claws. And, and put them on and lay down in the bed. Well, all hell broke loose. People like up, over himself in the bed. Logan's up in the bed. And there's three, three empty crushed, 
crushed cans of beer on the floor and two up beside him and then the picture. So I grabbed the picture and had like this. Then the TV camera was there. And, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, you know and he's telling, now he's directing me, could you just tilt the claws a bit this way? I just did. I'm trying to work here, bum. <laughs> and it was just a riot. But things like that that upset that, that the fans just can't believe. What's this? Is Wolverine? What, you know, he's here. He's doing, he's upstairs doing the meme. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, I'm pretty sure, like, I saw that photo that I think you posted one on your Instagram. Yeah. And when I saw that, even like I geeked out some, I was like, oh my God, no way. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I wondered where that room was. So I was, I was kind of curious. Yeah. I was like, did I was like, did they set that up for him, like specifically to recreate this meme? Or like, that's what I was about to say. Thing? I was like, Logan's bedroom. I was like, does this have anything to do? And then you said, it, I was like, yep, there we go. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, we are gonna we are gonna continue our oh, uh, probably not. <laughs> well, we are gonna continue our uh, discussion and our chat with Cal Dodd and talk some more goosebumps in just a second. But first, if you are not subbed to the Goosebumps channel. Please do. This is our 12th episode. You got 11 episodes you got to catch up on. So go ahead and do that once you're done with this episode. And if you like what we do here at the Goosebumps Crew Podcast, please make sure that you check out aratemedia.org to see a bunch of other like-minded people who also make great podcasts ranging from pop culture to music to anything you can think of. There's all there. Please go show them some love because they really do deserve it. And we're going to get back to more Goosebumps in just a second. But first, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Stevie Wicks Candle Company. It's a well-known fact that everyone loves a good-smelling candle every now and then. Stevie Wicks has you covered as they specialize in quality-made scented candles. Not only do they have a large array of scents to choose from, but because Stevie Wicks candles are made from biodegradable soy-based wax, their candles burn slower and last longer. And if that wasn't enough, Stevie Wicks not only sells single and three-way candles, but they even sell jewelry, making Stevie Wicks a great place to get gifts for someone you know, and their monthly subscription boxes make for a gift that keeps on giving all year long. If you're a fan of Goosebumps like we are and are in the mood for some spooky-smelling scents, they also have a selection for those who dabble in the supernatural, including Dragon's Blood, Witch's Brew, and Candy Corn. And Goosebumps Crew listeners have access to a very special deal. If you sign up for Stevie Wicks' monthly subscription box and use promo code LISTENERBEWARE at checkout, not only will you get 10% off your first month, but Stevie Wicks will make sure your box is filled with Halloween-themed scents no matter the time of year. But wait, there's more! If you use promo code HAUNTED20 when purchasing your first subscription box, you'll get 20% off your first month. Or if you just want to snag something specific for yourself or a friend, you can use promo code SLAPPY10 to get 10% off any order. So what are you waiting for? Go to StevieWicks.com or click the link in the description to go snag yourself some quality made candles and snag some deals with our special Goosebumps promo codes. And of course, thanks to Stevie Wicks Candle Company for sponsoring this episode. And now, back to more Goosebumps. So uh, there was the Night of the Living Dummy 2 and 3, uh, and then the final Slappy episode of the original series was uh, Bride of the Living Dummy. And uh, this was the one where uh, Slappy gets found by this, uh, this ventriloquist. He's, it starts the episode off, he's kind of like homeless, he's rummaging around the garbage, and he accidentally brings Slappy to life. And then he turns around, and this was always fun because he says the words, and he's turning, a, he's, his back is turned to Slappy. 
and he says the words and then you just hear hello Jimmy and he turns around and Slappy's just standing there like he's just standing there looking at him <laughs> he's like what are you doing out in a time like this eh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was always uh, funny because that was the only time where Slappy made himself known and he's like look I'll make you famous if you do what I say and they're at shows and Slappy's just being himself, uh, just insulting people. But unlike the other times, everybody everybody loves it. They love being insulted by Slappy. Yeah. How, how um, what, what do you, you said that he said the words, the guy, like what, the, the oh. Peru Marie or Donna Loma? Yep, so he, like he finds Slappy in the trunk and it's like yeah. normal, they find him. And then he pull the card out and they say the magic words, so Peru Marie or yeah. Loma. And there's like lightning and thunder crashing. And then, yep, once he says it, immediately Slappy's just like, hello. And he turns around and there he is. He's just standing right there. Hello, Jimmy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's a nice fellow like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> he was such a, such a unique character, mm -hmm. Slappy. I mean, he, oh, yeah. He could be such a and, smart and, Alec. Yeah. But <laughs> people, even, the, even though he, he was cute, evil. Mm -hmm. Definitely evil there, but like he was, like he could get away with it. He could get away with it because he was sort of cute and they, whatever, which made him even weirder and even eviler. Yeah, but, well, yeah, because um, a ventriloquist dummy, you don't, you know, people are just like, oh, yeah. it's just a dummy, it can't do yeah. anything, yeah. but you'd be wrong. I suppose I should uh, <laughs> mention this. Uh, I suppose I should mention this. I've said this on the podcast once before, but a girl that I work with, um, she's about the same age as you, Nick. Uh, she got sent to therapy because of Slappy. <laughs> what? <laughs> was so scared of it, yep, and her yep. brother used oh to just God. run around and hold up a picture of Slappy, and and he'd always put the episode on, and what you know. And she literally was just so terrified of him that she had to go to therapy. I'm like, God damn! Like, and then there's me watching it, and I'm like, this is comfort to me. It's comforting, but I was about to say, it's like comfort. Yeah, goosebumps was comfort, Slappy particular, but. Yeah, he was truly a, a sinister little guy, and he scared some wow. kids, you know, in the 90s. But, um, you know, we, we, we love him. He's our favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you hope you do horror for kids. You do want to make sure you, you know, you do the horror part, right? And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the way that they did uh, those episodes and uh, Night of the Living, uh, or Bride of the Living Dummy had some really good POV shots. I mean, uh, there was a whole shot where he's just, like, walking up the stairs at night. And uh, I think there's even a scene where he comes across the dog. He's like, "Move it, mutt!" Oh yeah, <laughs> move it, mutt! Move it, mutt! <laughs> like that's good. He even locks the dog in the trunk. <laughs> it's like they think Slappy's in the trunk, and they open it, and it's the dog, and they're like, "Ah!" <laughs> it's yeah. It's in a way that's kind of like so horrible. Yeah. Like he locks him in the yeah. trunk. You know, that's like that's cruelty. But hey, yeah. I mean, that was great. It was yeah, great. The dog yeah, the dog was fine. The it dog's the dog's happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, uh, one part that kind of creeped me out as a kid at the end of that episode. Um, so uh, in every episode, Slappy's defeated. He's destroyed. Uh, in the first one, his head cracks open and the green mist comes out. Um, yeah. In the second one, he he gets hit by lightning and he blows up. Um. And then in Bride, he gets uh, sawed by a by like a bandsaw. He falls onto a bandsaw and gets shredded. Um, 
but in the last one, he, um, he, his ghost. Possesses Harrison. Yeah, he possesses Harrison. <laughs> and uh, Harrison, the, 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 it's like one of the kids, and he's locked in the bathroom. And then they go up after Slappy's defeated, they go up into the bathroom to check on him. And Slappy, like, possessed him, and he turns around, and he's got these huge eyes, these, like, plastic eyes. And he goes, like, from his normal voice to your voice, saying, Harrison doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> like, wow. one of the best endings <laughs> to a Goosebumps episode, because it is so, it catches you off guard. It, you don't yeah. expect it, and it, it sticks with you. But I love it. It's even one of my Harrison, favorites. Even Harrison's hair changed to Slappy's hair. Like it, it did. Oh, wow. They did the yeah. curtain and everything. It had the little like, curl yeah. in the front. It did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. It. I didn't even notice that Like until you just yeah. mentioned it. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison was a great part of the episode. I just love... He's like the guy who's just like... that. He's the kid that's just so tired of everybody. He's just like... Do we have to stick around to look for the stupid doll? Like, can we just go home? And then, uh, he, yeah, he's just crashing at their house. He's just eating a bunch of junk food, watching scary movies. And then he goes into their Goosebumps. bathroom and they were watching. They were watching, they were watching Goosebumps. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. The weird meta metaphysical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then Slappy locks him in the bathroom and he's just like, they're like, we're gonna get help. Like, stay there. He's just like. Where am I gonna go? <laughs> He's just so done with everyone's crap. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, such funny episodes! Like those are the, probably. Uh, I know a lot of people say like Slappy is scary. I thought those episodes were hilarious. Like even yeah. even when it's yeah. not like trying to be like like funny and in terms of like a writing sense where they're making jokes. Like sometimes it's just the fact <laughs> that this ventriloquist dummy is like trying to get you can be scary but it's also kind of funny because of like he's a small little guy <laughs> um yeah and even yeah. uh even in the third one when he's uh because that was the only one uh the hour-long episode that was the only one where they had to actually have someone in a suit um because they couldn't always have it be an actual dummy so sometimes they would have it be a guy in a suit and so when you go from the dummy to the guy and he's like chasing after him he's like <laughs> You can see the, yeah. the yeah, you can see it was clearly, but it was actually a girl. It was a girl dressed up as Slappy from yeah. uh, from memory because she actually signed my uh, my script that I got here. So, well, one of the signatures was oh, actually wow. from her. So I have, yeah, actually, that was one of the little show and tell pieces I had. How I got the one of the original scripts from Night the Living Dummy 3. And it's signed by pretty much the whole cast, including Hayden Christensen, but it's missing one autograph. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be a dream come true. Get Slappy's signature on here, but I, I've got everyone else's, e even the girl that dressed up as Slappy in Night of the Gummy 3, but I, I'm missing Mr. Cal John's signature's autograph oh, on man. that. So. <laughs> were they, were they, these people, any of these people in Toronto that, that you know, that, that signed that script? I think so. Um, this, was, this was actually, uh, Nick also has a script from The Haunted Mask. So my favorite's always been Night of the Living Dummy and Nick's always been The Haunted Mask. Um, I believe these came from, was it an estate sale, Nick? Someone? So the way I understand it was there's a company and they specialize in 
uh, movie and TV scripts and signatures and things like that. And they had a, a whole lot that they gotten of Goosebump scripts. Um, and now most of them, there's a, still a few on eBay, I think, through that uh, auction site, but there's not many left. The, the rest are now in hands of collectors. But talking to one of the actors who signed mine, he said that it wasn't unusual at the time when production had wrapped for them to be given a script or two or whatever the case may be and just have them sign uh, the script. So a lot of the signatures are just done at production wrap. And how they made it to their way to public domain, probably the people ended up selling them uh, after a while, I guess. But that's, uh, that's how I got mine was actually through uh, another collector. And, but there are still some out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. If you can find them, um, I want to quickly bring up. Uh, so we talked about Slappy, and uh, you mentioned earlier that you are also the voice in uh, of the Lawn Gnomes in Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes, and uh, that's also an interesting one because uh, it's very similar. Uh, when they do talk, it is very similar to Slappy. It's maybe a little more high pitched, a little more like he <laughs> like you know they're gnomes and they're mischievous. Uh, but I always loved that. I just loved how they were like always bickering with each other because they're like they're like how should yeah. we deal with the kids? It's like let's squash them like bugs. And yeah. then they're like, <laughs> and then another one says like wait I know we'll squash them like bugs. He's like that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably my favorite line is they're like they're like what are we gonna do and they're like yeah what are you gonna do now smart guy <laughs> yeah yeah some great lines in there uh, so there was a guy that, all of them there was a, i think so yeah yeah mm -hmm. okay yes. there, there, there was also a neighbor the next door neighbor or something that was a man i forget was mm -hmm. a sergeant or something yeah yeah the and major that, with that that was the lawn gnomes or something that that yeah that was the that was the one with the lawn gnomes you had because you yeah. had the main kid and his family and they had all the the lawn ornaments and then that's where the lawn gnomes come in uh and then they live next door to this like sergeant this like general and he is like constantly giving the main characters like crap yeah. because he's like <laughs> he wants to win like the the guarding contest and then the gnomes come in and they mess all his stuff up and yeah. then the episode ends with them turning him into yeah. a lawn gnome and then they place him in the yeah. yard and it's just yeah. him it's like <laughs> yeah it's funny and that's that was just funny. that was very weird i mean yeah uh, funny but like like holy shit yeah he turned him into a statue yeah it's like man it's like oh oof, oof. <laughs> but i was happy i was happy that they did it to him because he was a he was an arsehole. Yep, he was. Yes, he, he was. was. Uh, he was a. Yeah. He was a bit of a. He was a bit of a meanie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah but uh, that was a great episode too. I mean, uh, Some freaky moments too. Actually, there was a. I remember as a kid, the part that used to scare me in that episode was when they looked over into the bush and you could just see the red eyes staring at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's also the part where they're actually like coming out of the bushes, like they're just kind of like creeping, and then they start running mm -hmm. after them. Like that's kind of creepy. But once they started talking yeah. and like fighting with each other, they started pushing each other. Like it was like, ah, okay. <laughs> so do you have these? Do you have these? Cause again, I can't find any anywhere. Uh, and I was gonna. Try, I think I remember just trying to phone the TV station that it, it that it was on here in in, in Canada. But what? Uh, um, thank you. <laughs> where, 
what do you do you have it on vhs like you guys yep so yeah, yeah. you can actually find uh copies to watch the netflix still has some episodes and oh. you can go on YouTube, and every episode is on there as well. Yeah, every episode has been uploaded on YouTube. Yeah. yeah it's... So, actually, uh, I can send you a link, Cal, to uh, a channel that's got all of them on there. Uh, oh, Isaiah, do you have all of them on yours, or no? I think I, I only have uh, two and three. I don't have Bride. Um, okay. but, uh, and they also have been released on DVD. Um and one of them was on VHS. In terms of the, the slappy episodes, uh, they've all been released on DVD uh, here in the States, and I'm assuming probably in Canada too. Uh, so you probably, if you looked around, you might, we, we might be able on to help DVD. you find some. On DVD? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I have the, all the Eckman stuff on as well. Yeah, you can, get, um, whatever. you can get Night Living Dummy 3 on a DVD, and you can get Two and Bride on another separate DVD as well. Yeah, so they're not all on them. one, unfortunately, and we. we and where we're... would you check that? Where would you look? What would you like enter to, to like search for that? I would probably go to eBay or Amazon, and you're probably you'll probably find something. We can help you find oh. something too if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I can I can send you some links. Okay, C- terrific. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> I do um, actually. You know what? I do have a spare copy of Two and Bride on DVD. And it is the American um, release as well. So, I mean, I'd be happy to just send it to you if you want it. I have a, a spare copy. Well, you might want to keep that, wouldn't you? Oh, that's all good. I've thank got, you I've very got, much, got, but I don't want to. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to take sure? that from you. Yeah, that's I'm, all good. Thought that's, yeah. I've got a few spare copies. I mean, I... When it comes to Slappy, I just, I buy, buy, buy. <laughs> yeah, buy, buy, buy. <laughs> yeah, believe, believe me when I say, uh, Cal, like, he's, he's got tons of spares of certain he's things. swimming in, in Goosebumps uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he comes across things he forgot he even had. Uh, and then he finds he's got, like, tons of them. So it's, it's wild. Uh, he easily probably has the biggest Goosebumps collection in the world. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you if you see Bjorn's collection, see the kind of stuff that came out for Goosebumps, it's kind of like there was Goosebumps stuff of this. Like, there's like they had, they had shampoo soap, shampoo soap, shampoo soap, <laughs> and clocks and and all sorts of stuff. It's crazy. But again, just a testament to how big Goosebumps was in the '90s and how oh, big yeah. it is now. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was massive for sure. Yeah, they had everything you can think of that, like, it. They stretched that brand so far. They really did. Oh, yeah. They pushed. Yeah. They pushed We're it still big time. And then, today yeah. that we didn't even know existed back then, because <laughs> even other countries did things mm. that weren't in the states or Canada. Like, so much stuff is just worldwide. So we're finding new things all the time that came out that we didn't even know about. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hundred oh, percent. Do you do um? Do you do like autographs like online, like through your website or, like, can you purchase like autographs through your website? Yeah. Yeah, my wife does that. I I, I know oh, this wow. much about. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, because I I can sell my CD my because I recorded a CD about nine years ago with a big band music and stuff. Uh, um. And I have those that I, if I, I haven't really done it yet, but you know, it's 
I'm I'm able to. Oh, nice! And That's I, awesome. And, and yeah, and it, it, just out of the goodness of my heart, if someone, if I do a cameo or something, you know, for a cameo, uh, and they said they just ask if they can I please send can I send you a picture and I you know I said sure and then I'll just sign it and send it back to them ship it ship it back oh to wow them. that's yeah, awesome that would be that'd be amazing because uh yeah the one signature missing from this script is, oh, yeah. is your signature <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you, you, you can do that to sign it. yeah yeah I would certainly do that oh sure. thank you so much because it's, it's funny I've got I've got the girl who dressed up as Slappy I've got the guy who dressed up as Rocky but I don't have the voice is on there. So, so what? So you? Um, well, if, if uh, Nick and whatever he can get me the, uh, 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 just contact me and I'll give the address to Nick, Nicholas. You yeah. Know, yeah. My, where you where you can send it. Yep. And then I'll oh. do it and then send, ship it, send it back to you. No problem oh, whatsoever. Thank you so I would love much. to do that. And Bjorn's oh, autograph oh, collection well. grows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. The most yeah. important one. <laughs> No, but for sure, I'm I'm delving into seriously into like what that showrunner said to me, you know. Okay, I am ready because you know. But I need to get all. I I want to get all the episodes so I can watch them. So I you know, so it's fresh with me and back mm-hmm. in my memory. Yeah, absolutely. So I, like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. No, we understand. Like uh, when we had Scott on the uh, podcast last night. He had told us he went back to do the same thing. He's like, I had to go back and watch the episodes I was in. He's like, I hate watching myself on there, but he's like, it's been so long. I really needed to like refresh my memory about certain things. And so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I guess to close things out, uh, just say it's, it's, I mean, you were just incredible slappy. I absolutely iconic. If, of all the things in the 90s show, I mean, like the Haunted Mask and the, the some of the episodes, I mean, Slappy certainly stands out and uh, probably oh. the most iconic interpretation of that character. And it's, we got you to thank for that. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Those are great words, but uh, it was a, I just so enjoyed doing <laughs> And I hate these years to say doing him, uh, but I just so enjoyed voicing him. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this is such a unique character. Yep. Uh, same as. But yep. I'm getting cold. I'm going inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I guess it's a good place to stop uh, for this and episode. So, so oh, please do all you guys. It's been a, 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 a just a great time. Just anything you want, like just uh, contact me, and I and I'm more than happy to do anything that you guys want. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And we very much appreciate you being on for today. That's going to do it for this episode of the Goosebumps Crew Podcast. And uh, seriously, thank you again, Cal, for joining us. You're so uh, welcome. Talking some goosebumps. Talking some goosebumps. And, uh, yep, and if you guys want to follow Cal, he's available. Uh, He's on uh, Instagram. Uh, He usually posts pictures from uh, the cons he does visit. So please go follow him on Instagram. And uh, he does have a cameo. So if you guys want a personalized uh, message from Cal, whether it be from Wolverine or Slappy or whoever, please go check him out over on Cameo also. And and speaking of that, sorry to interrupt you guys, but uh, there was a woman at the last con in Baltimore in... uh, Pikesville, uh-huh. who she was selling um, tiaras, like sparkly diamond tiara things. Yeah, uh, she was. I don't. I don't know. Like a, a, an elderly woman, 
and she will revent. And every day, so every day I would just go in and say, I'm here for my hug. Or I just, I'm here for my hug. Up, get up, <laughs> so, whatever. And she, she said, you've just made my, she said, I, she, anyway, she comes over with one of these tiaras. tiaras just, would, would you mind taking a picture with one of them? So that's on, on what Nick was saying. Uh, she, she published this picture with me with the, you know, with, with my Wolverine jacket with the, with the claws on, <laughs> with the band the tiara on my head. So, <laughs> by way of explanation. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Wolverine oh, with the amazing. tiara looks pretty neat. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And of course, uh, follow my Goosebumps brothers, Nick and Bjorn, Goosebumps Aussie fan, Nick Shaw Shawin. And of course, uh, go follow Micah Lilliquist, the ultimate Goosebumps man. I'm, of course, he was unable to join us tonight, but show him some love because he'll be back with us next week when we talk with Ian Clark, who is Mr. Dawes in Welcome to Dead House. We're going to be doing another episode retrospective. So you guys are going to want to sub to the Goosebumps channel for future Goosebumps episodes of the Goosebumps podcast and uh, any other future Goosebumps videos. But until then, this has been the Goosebumps Crew Podcast, and I want to wish you all to take care, stay safe, and have a scary day. <laughs>